Paul, moving on. We're just going to have a brief talk now um, by Chloe Stewart about sustainability, if I can get that out. It's something that, I'll be honest, that a lot of you guys are probably having to think about than previous traders because, you know, we've... In the last year, we've been talking about banning straws, single plastic, um, and it's something to really take into consideration now um, on what to do from the beginning. And there's also, and we should explain in a minute, there's a lot of apps and a lot of other companies that are really helping now. Um, so it's something to just think about right at the beginning. So I introduce you to now, Chloe Stewart. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Um, hands up who thinks sustainability is important. Does anyone? Great. This is good. This is good. Um, anyone want to shout out some of their own definitions about sustainability? <laughs> yes. Did everyone hear that? <laughs> I'm not going to repeat it. Anyone else? No? That's no worries. We're just going to go chat a little bit about it. So basically, I'm going to cover a bunch of different topics quite quickly because it's only a short presentation but ultimately I want us to start asking ourselves questions about why we do what we do and how we can do it better for ourselves for our business and for the planet um, so why sustainability should be baked into every business and that fantastic pun uh, all credit to Curb not me <laughs> um, so I'm the founder of Nibs etc uh, Nibs etc makes snacks out of which you will soon get to taste um, snacks out of uh, ingredients that would otherwise be thrown away to reduce food waste to landfill and basically encourage other people to do the same so juice pulp is the main ingredient that i use right now um, it's not been used before it's an ingredient that's in huge abundance because obviously i think we're all familiar with this juicing craze um, but you lose a lot of fiber um, and you lose a lot of good stuff when you do juice so this is a little infographic about juice pulp um, and why I use it. Um, and it, the idea sort of came about, uh, I started a blog about upcycling leftovers and no waste recipes, um, purely sort of for my own personal interest. I was exploring like how I cook in the kitchen and noticed quickly it was using things that are lying around, that have been in the pantry forever, that are about to expire, that have been in the fridge for too long. Um, but it was sort of a bit of a challenge to sort of see what I could get out of it. Because ultimately you're throwing something, if you throw something away, you're throwing money down, down the drain, which is not necessary always. Um, so that's how the idea came about um, and I took it offline and sort of developed a business around it because I realized, like I said, juice pulp's not being used as an ingredient. It is an ingredient and it's not waste, so it's a great medium to inspire people or get people to think about, you know, what waste really is, to redefine what waste is and why that even exists as a concept. Um, so that was sort of the evolution of the idea. Um, and I've learned quite a few things sort of in, in starting a, a sustainable business. Um, it's sort of a hot topic at the moment, but what does that really mean? Ultimately, if your food or your drink or whatever you're creating doesn't taste absolutely delicious, people are not going to come back for it. So that has to still be first and foremost the most important thing to, that you think about when you, you know, designing your concept. Um, secondly, it shouldn't be an afterthought. Sustainability should be a way of doing things, a way of practicing, a way of growing a business, a way of living. Um, so as soon as you put it, you know, you throw it on the end, like, you know, good old corporate social responsibility that everyone's, you know, investors are looking for, we think. It, it becomes, it's quite evident that it's not an authentic part of your business, and people will see through that. Customers, um, investors, they'll see through the sort of, the, you know, that it's an add-on and not part of something that you're doing day-to-day. -day. 
So, how do we define sustainability? Well, good old Cambridge has given us a nice short and sweet answer. <laughs> um, I've sort of evolved it a little bit to say that it's a product or service created in such a way that positively impacts all possible stakeholders. So that's all people and parties, planet, humans, investors, consumers included. Um, by maximizing the output of the resources at hand while minimizing waste and negative impact on the environment to ensure long-term and continual growth. Does anyone have anything they want to add to what they think sustainability means to them? Great. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so how do we tackle that? How do we incorporate that into a business? There are lots of different ways. For me, it's food waste. The food waste statistics are horrendous. If you, There's a stat sort of that... I think basically generally says that if you if we re redistributed the amount of food produced, we could feed the entire world three times over. And we all know how many people are starving on this planet. It's absurd. So that gets a bit overwhelming when you start to think, oh gosh, I, you've got to think about food waste, you've got to think about the materials I'm using. I have to think about you know, the, the clothes I'm buying, the, the things I'm drinking, eating, buying, consuming. Um, so for me, it was helpful to start with what I care most about, which is food. For some people, it might be materials. For some people, it might be energy. For some people, you know, it could be anything else entirely. So I started with food, um, and that's how I sort of started to tackle sustainability in my business. So I think there are three main reasons for sustainability in business. First of all, point of difference. We all are looking for that in what we're doing, but in creating something that is sustainable, it's not as common. In the past, you know, you had one target was to make money, and it didn't really matter what happened to it. It's a very linear model. I don't know if you are familiar with a sort of linear versus circular business model. I'm seeing a couple nods, <laughs> um, but ultimately, initially, it was about you know, uh, you had your materials, you had your, you know, you manufactured it, you sold it, and then it you know, eventually, the life of that product or service would expire and it would go to waste. Now it's much more about closing that loop and thinking about how each material is not in fact waste, but as it evolves and changes, can, you know, byproducts can, can be reused into that business or into that product or service. Um, that innately creates a sort of supply chain model or business model that's very unique to you and it's gonna look different to everyone depending on what resources you have available, whether it's human resources, your own personal resources, financial resources, all kinds of resources. So I think that's hugely important. And you may say, great, what if everyone starts to have a sustainable business? You know, am I still, do I still have a unique point, you know, selling point? Um, honestly, yes, because like I said, it will be different to everyone because everyone's resources are different and unique to them and they're, you know, they're people in their environment. So yes, I think that's one of the biggest reasons for developing a business that is sustainable as we've just defined it. Secondly, profit. Um, we, as just explained, previously associated, uh, you know, successful business just based on the one line, the bottom line, and that was profit. Um, that's great, but now it has to be about three Ps. So people, profit, and planet. It's much more than just sort of the money. And if you think about it, if you're, like I said, throwing things away at the end of their life cycle, you event you're throwing money down the drain, which is completely unnecessary. So give it a little bit more thought and see how you can maybe reimagine a byproduct to create an alternative uh, product or service that ultimately brings in another revenue stream, um, which is one idea. So profits, um, you can save money ultimately, save costs, that's a, a big part of sort of thinking about reducing waste or thinking more sustainably. Um, and the third reason is longevity. Customers, you create a much more, a stronger story. It's much more unique, customers are much, 
more as we've seen, getting more and more invested in the story and where you came from and why you're doing what you're doing. Um, you're much more likely to develop a really loyal and repeat customer if you've got a really authentic story. Um, and obviously, ultimately, this planet has finite resources. If we're just thinking in a linear model sort of way of thinking, ultimately all those resources are going to expire. So is a business really sustainable if it you know, plows through all its resources without replenishing them in some way, shape, or form? Um, reduce, reuse, repair, recycle are all really important things to remember, I think, as you go through each step or process in your business. Um, and here's why. So as you integrate sort of all these concepts, um, these are some questions to ask. So at every stage, whether you're buying something, a new ingredient, a new material, whether you're thinking of developing a new product line, um, anything of that sort, I would really encourage you to ask yourself, do you really need that? Is it going to benefit the customer experience? Is it going to make me more money? Because ultimately, we've got to make money. Um, because that is sustainable for us. Um, is it going to then uh, you know, benefit the brand? Or is it going to harm the brand? Is it going to uh, end up in landfill? How is the customer, the whole customer experience, thinking beyond you know, once they've consumed it, what happens to what's left over? So do you really need that? And secondly, have I gotten everything I can out of it? Um, have I extracted every inch of something? Say you've got an orange, you've got the juice, you've also got the peels that are left over afterwards. Most people you know, would end up throwing that in the bin, but you could ultimately, you could dry that down, you could create a powder out of it, you could candy it, you could then add that to another. There's all these sort of little things that you can think about, and it takes time, and it takes education for the customer to sort of understand what you're doing, but ultimately, there's always something you can get out of something. You just have to give it a bit of thought to avoid waste and then ultimately creating a more circular model for your business. So finally, I wanted to leave you with some tools because ultimately we're all here to you know, action these concepts. It's all great talking about it, but we want to make a difference. Um, so sourcing. These are, uh, these are some businesses that I've worked with, that I've learned about as I sort of have grown my own business. Um, Rugged London and Goldfinger Factory are really great. Uh, they use, they source um, their social enterprises, they source leftover materials, um, often sort of scaffold boards, pallets, um, anything that's coming from a construction site, they sort of try and collect it and turn it into beautiful um, and really crafty sort of tables and furniture and all sorts of things. Um, and they're great to talk to, even just to brainstorm some ideas. Um, Oddbox is um, from the more sort of supplier, fruit and veg supplier side. They collect um, wonky fruit and veg from farms and things around, uh, around the UK. And then you can, they do are starting to work with uh, businesses. So if you need a supplier, then that's an idea um, for you guys. And obviously secondhand, I mean, we're all in sort of the food, well, or looking to be in the food catering space. There are constantly things going out of business and things changing. So there's a huge network of things that are being traded and sold at a cheaper price. And if you tap into that, I think there's some Facebook groups, even if you just look online for secondhand catering equipment, you can get things for cheaper. You, you we don't need to sort of you know, go buy new things all the time. I think that's really important to remember. There's a lot of resources already out there. We just have to get you know, the most out of it. Packaging, there's some more ideas. Um, you'll see at the back when you go for your snacks, um, the first thing I did to brand was to get a stamp because that for me was a it was the easiest way to just I stamped everything after that but it, <laughs> um, it's sort of the most efficient way plus you didn't need to keep buying paper keep buying cards go get things printed all the time you could just stamp things so that was that's was sort of a handy sort of um, thing to, to use and that's the company that I used if that's helpful. 
Um, waste management, so Winnow, um, they work with catering companies, and actually there was an astounding fact that, um, you know, thinking back to the reasons why we should be more sustainable, create more sustainable businesses, um, in catering, if I think for every 100 pounds of spent on food, 20 pounds of that ends up in the bin. Now, if you scale that, that's monumental. Think of what you could be saving. Um, so Winnow works with very large companies, but they've got some interesting stats and facts, um, and I'm sure they'd be more than happy to talk to anyone here if they had any questions. Um, I should mention, by the way, if anyone wants to get in touch with any of these companies, I've generally got contacts to most of them, so um, you're welcome to email me. My email will appear afterwards if you've got any questions if you want to be put in touch. Um, too good to go. Oh, sorry. Winnow is a um, software and hardware waste management system. So they weigh what food is being thrown away in kitchens. They collect the data, so when you throw something away, it can tell you uh, why it was thrown away. Was it left on a plate? Was it burnt? Was it surplus? All of that stuff. So you gather really um, important data. Sorry, that should say too good to go. <laughs> um, and Olio are both apps you can use as a business to redistribute food that's left over at the end of the day. Um, so if you're starting, you know, if you've got plates of food left over, it's one way to redistribute it um, instead of it going to waste. Um, and finally, B Corp. Is anyone in here familiar with B Corp? Um, so B Corp basically is uh, it, it's, it's a certification much like sort of organic and fair trade, um, but and it is an investment, so it's not something I'd recommend at early stage, but they do have a free, um, a free tool on their website, which is basically an assessment of your business, and their mission is to help businesses be more sustainable, looking at planet, people, and profit. So it's a good resource to have um, for future. And now it's snack time, in case you, any of you are still hungry. Um, so I've created for you, um, it's a, a pulp banana bread, um, beetroot pulp brownies with an array of toppings. Um, I should have said, actually, the other products that I do are ambient, so I make juice pop crackers and juice pop granola, and I sell that at markets and other stores in London. Um, and that's sort of what led me to sort of, I guess, develop, you know, the idea um, even further, getting great feedback from customers and um, seeing that there is really a demand for it. Um, so I hope I've left you with some things to think about, if anything. If you've got any questions, you've got my contact at the bottom. Um, ultimately, I think it's just about asking ourselves a question, um, you know, think before you toss, which is the hashtag that I use too, <laughs> which I did develop really naively, if you'll believe me. <laughs> Um, so thank you so much for listening um, I'll be around so if you've got any questions um, or I don't know if we have time for questions now but yeah alright so thank you very much <laughs> <laughs>